today I'm really happy and lucky to have on the podcast someone who has always been a believer in the power of education and also the potential of the Jamaican child. This is someone who has served our country in the capacity of senior advisor to the Minister of Education a few years back. This is someone who has written Jamaican children's stories. She's written a story about Jamaica's history called Pieces of the Past that a couple of you may be familiar with. This is someone who is always available to talk with me or meet with me to brainstorm an idea to to, to get the ball rolling in terms of out-of-the-box ideas, out-of-the-box activities and just resources to strengthen what we do and how we do it right here in Jamaica. This is someone that I have so much respect for and just so much genuine love for and I'm going to introduce you to her by her real title. I'm happy to have today Dr. Rebecca Tortello with us here in our office to talk about the infamous summer slide and what it means and what we can do at this late stage to to say goodbye to it. Rebecca, my friend, it's always so good to have you around me, beside me, with me, just to talk education and to talk about our children right here in Jamaica. Thank you, thank you, thank you for being our third guest on this the podcast series Talks with Tia. Welcome, 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 Rebecca. Thank you for having me. I'm glad to be here. So, Rebecca, you know we're almost at the end of summer. It's a little bit late. It's the end of August and we still have about a week or so left of summer holidays and I really wanted to shed some light to our parents and listeners about this summer slide or the infamous summer slide. What can you tell us about what it is, what it entails and why we don't want it? So the summer slide is a phenomenon that research has shown us that basically explains why it is that some of our students, particularly our students from lower income families, can tend to lose as much as a grade level equivalency um, with from their peers. Why is that? Because when summer, two months, two and a half months of holidays, you know, more structured activities during the day for some children, access, less access to regular meals for some children, and of course the socialization with their peers in structured safe environments. So those are some of the reasons that can cause the summer slide and as I said it tends to affect, research has shown us, children from lower income families are um, at greater risk. But as we're heading back into the school year, there are still lessons from the summer slide that we can, we can take along. In other words, when you're trying to prevent the summer slide, what you're really trying to do is have parents and caregivers zero in on activities that they can do with their children to encourage some focused activities, engaging activities that um, engage both their mind and perhaps their bodies, both the physical and the mental, every day. So it isn't that they have to be in a structured activity all day long, such mm -hmm. as a camp-like atmosphere. I know, of course, the camps that we have in Jamaica, many of them run in July, not as exactly. many of them run in August. Right. So, And there's nothing wrong with free time. We all need a little downtime, a little free time to relax and spend time with our friends and so on. But there are some things that we can try to do, like, you know, many of our children will be spending a lot more time, particularly this month, with the extra free time that they've been given looking at a screen. Mm -hmm. um, they may be playing games with their friends looking at a screen. 
Um, and there are different mm-hmm. issues around that. And this is not a discussion about screen time. <laughs> but um, I think that as a family, if we can, my top, top, top tip would be to try and encourage our children to read, to read something, at least something, a little bit every day, depending on how old your child is. If your child reads on his or by, by himself or herself, you can ask the children to read an article online from designated sites that you give the child, sites that you like, sites that you would also read so that you can have a conversation with the child about what they read. So they must read an article a day. So reading is one of, would, would probably be one of your recommended activities for parents and for families to sort of promote and engage in right now at this last minute stage as we get ready to go back to school. What would some of your other recommendations be? I know that one of the things that we really want to focus and zero in on would be the boosting of the academic skills and the reasoning skills, kind of just in time for back to school. You know, in Jamaica, we tend to be a little bit last minute and we tend to wait until the night before to, to work on a project and to do things. Well, I think reading, reading cannot be um, I can't say how important it is. I can't overstate it. So right. it doesn't have to be an article. It can be, it can be a book the children are reading. But most importantly, you know, parents need the children need to see parents reading too. So it's one thing for us to be telling the children we must read. They must read. And if they don't see us reading as Absolutely. well, you know, they're not. They're going to watch us with one eye. So we, it's great if all the family can be reading and at some point during the week discuss what they read that week. That's fabulous because that recall that calls into account you no know, reflection and critical thinking skills separate and apart from the reading skills that you're practicing and the comprehension skills reading. Obviously, if you have younger children, you're reading with the children reading and you're pointing out vocabulary, you're extending their vocabulary, you're pointing out things in the, in, the, in the illustrations and you're building their skills, you're scaffolding them as you go along. Math too, just like reading, math is all around us. From very young, you can do a lot of things with shapes, colors, sizes, what's bigger than, what's smaller than, how many things you have in order, you know, line things up from smallest to biggest or the reverse, do simple addition, a trip to the supermarket or the grocery store, there's a lot of math involved in Mm -hmm. that. You can estimate the cost of the goods as you're going through the lines with your, your son or your daughter which actually is very helpful for you when you reach the cash register. <laughs> Definitely. Um, you can do, you can maybe come up with math problems together and work them out, um, little challenges. There's a great site called Bedtime Math, mm-hmm. which gives you age appropriate math problems that you can do every day actually with your children and they're fun. They usually are keyed to a particular topic like it might be all about zebras today and, and it, it comes with a story embedded. That's a great site. All of this is play-based and so again, Reading can be play-based, engaging. Math can be play-based, engaging. Playing with the children every day, especially physical activity. As we know, obesity is a growing issue for us. Definitely. Encouraging physical activity, letting doing the physical activity together, um, having a family game night. All of these things are getting you ready to go back to school because you're building your critical thinking skills, your attention skills, but it's also fun. And the blood is flowing too with the movement activities. Yep. So then Rebecca, there's absolutely some sort of benefit to this downtime or to this free time that a lot of our children may find themselves with or families as well. You know, moms and dads today I find don't like to give their children any sort of free times. Free time they want their schedules packed and they need them moving from activity to activity. And in truth and in fact, I mean, that may not necessarily be the right thing to do as right now too. 
we all need downtime. As adults, we need downtime. <laughs> Tell me about it. Children <laughs> need downtime too. Um, you know, you can't. You want to try. It's all about trying to find a balance, and and it can be tricky. Um, but you know, if we're striving towards the balance, eventually we'll get there. So yes, children don't have to do something all the time. Um, they have to have time to play with their friends, and that is in fact doing something. Right. Playing with their and friends. some of these activities that you mentioned just now could be done in a bit of free time. Is it? Is the, these are perfect free time activities, aren't they? Yes, and they can be group or they can be individual, which is also important because in life, as we grow, we have to learn to get along with other people, but we also have to learn to be at peace with ourselves. Right. Something um, very difficult for many of us. <laughs> I won't call any names and yes. I won't look in any direction right now. <laughs> Another thing that we can do too is encourage our children to take part either in a group or with the family in some sort of service learning project or with your church or a community organization. Absolutely, I love that. Not so only is it to give back, to plan, and to give back with thought. Definitely, and that um, looks so good on their college as they get older. Too. It does if it if it comes with Some real thought behind it, not as if it's just we did this one time a one off thing. It has to be a real sense of concern and uh, and responsibility and giving back. It could be about the environment. It could be about you know sharing your if you have a particular skill with a, a child from another community. Mm-hmm. Um, it could build on your own interests. Other things that families can do and that you see globally taking off is planting gardens, looking at growing things together, right. schools are doing that, cooking together, sharing family recipes, making note of those family recipes. Recipes obviously take into account reading, writing and math. Um, visiting our, some of our local museums, our heritage sites, our tell botanical us some more gardens. About, tell us some more about what you would think are your top um, activities for our listeners to or what are your top activities that you could share with our listeners right now I know you have a lot of different things and you're constantly sharing with me things that you've done with your family in the past couple years I mean I know you just started but well you just started to mention it a while ago but I know you have shared with me visits to the library you know visits to the Institute of Jamaica tell me what would be your top recommendations for families to do and I mean activities like this would like these would definitely get children thinking making connections you know lighting things up inside in terms of creativity in terms of critical thinking and I know you have lots and lots of ideas because you've done them as a mom yeah well we continue to try to do them (laughs) here and if we have the opportunity to travel so we always go to because we're interested in them we go to museums and to heritage sites um, we also try to go to playgrounds wherever we can find them. Um, obviously, when my kids were younger, we did that. We did that more often. But museums, um, you can't take it all in necessarily in one visit. So right. you go and do shorter visits mm-hmm. and go back as new exhibitions come up. And even just having the children focus on one or two objects. So when we go into a museum, there might be ten paintings in a room, and I ask the children to each pick a painting in the room that they like the best. Or that they're most interested in and tell us why they like it what do they like about it what don't they like about it so that we're not trying to have them take in all 10 paintings but it can be overwhelming they, for them yeah, to do all of that it, especially if it's, it's a large new. museum so literally you take your children down to like the national gallery you've yes. taken them to the national museum west the institute yes. of jamaica yes. and things like that would serve as opportunities to get that conversation going and with you can kids. find that all online the, the opening hours and where the museums are if you go to the institute of jamaica site or the national heritage 
trust site and really what it's all about what you're talking about too is families are are you come together as a family and these activities are all memories you're making memories mm -hmm. you know take pictures with your phones mm -hmm. and afterwards mm -hmm. you can make a scrapbook or put them in a photo Definitely. album and all of those activities are they're they're making memories but you're also building critical skills and reflecting on your summer and now planning ahead to what's coming you know in September as you get ready to go back to school and what exciting things hopefully lie ahead for the children so ultimately these are the sort of activities that you can do right now as in this weekend here in Jamaica and things that you can do right throughout the school year so pretty much the summer slide is something that we should bear in mind not just only in the summer but right throughout Christmas holidays midterms Definitely. that slide is potentially dangerous just at any time of the year not just in summer once children are not being engaged that is where we have um, a source of concern so to speak right right because what happens is the children then they go back to school and it takes them longer to get back into their mm -hmm. routine so they're a little bit behind others who have gotten back into the routine faster um, they're a little bit you know they're not as sharp as they were uh, five you know two months prior mm -hmm. And so it takes them a little bit of time to settle back into that routine and that's okay but you want them to settle back in as seamlessly as possible so that they maximize their time and their effort so one of the things my mom used to make us do all the time if we went to the beach on a Sunday when we came home we'd have to write a composition entitled my day at the beach <laughs> if we went on a family trip overseas we'd have to write a composition about my day wherever you went and we were constantly writing oh you like money you want money to buy a fudge myself as a one dollar coin myself as a one dollar <laughs> note i mean do parents still do that nowadays i mean i guess it's probably different they can probably share conversations over dinner my parents were always very busy so i guess writing was an opportunity for for me to do when they weren't around and for them to read whenever they got home but do parents still do things like that would you encourage activities like that i mean I was probably a little bit of a nerd, so I didn't <laughs> mind writing, and I still I, love to write. I think you'd but. have to try and balance that. I think now technology again, right? You can send an email, you, you can, can send, send a, a text, WhatsApp, you te can send message. a WhatsApp. You can do you can do art with the objects you found at the beach. It doesn't always True. have to be writing. It can be a balance. Sometimes writing, sometimes a picture story with from your photographs you took with your phone, or it can be, you know, a, a found object piece of art that you've made that maybe you frame and. I know I have a friend actually who has been doing that when they go to the beach and I love this idea but I haven't actually started it myself is when they collect shells mm -hmm. they collect shells and they make a, a design and it's framed but every time they go to the beach they take off the frame and they keep adding to ah. the picture and it oh, hangs up cool. in their dining room and I love that idea um, and that's I don't know of if my husband would love that idea but I love that I idea I think your husband would love that idea given his current job yeah, but, but I, mean, I like the, that the shells, it's really all shells that they're using and I, I think it's a great idea I love how that incorporates creativity and also collaboration yeah. as well you know? and the memories because you and can say oh I found that shell I remember that shell it was at that beach and, and the, the National Gallery also is open free to the public every last Sunday of the month so yes. it was just open yes, yesterday yesterday um but the, the, the museums have various opening times. I think another thing is to also think about staying local when you're doing your vacations. You can't always travel off the island, but there's a lot to see and do here. So my children, for example, we've made a point of it to try and get them to every parish. So they have. So when they're learning about the parishes and the capitals, they go, oh, I've been to that parish. I've we need that, that parish, so much, especially when we start talking Jamaican history. And great houses too. Great houses mm -hmm. are another wonderful place for children to visit. 
I remember my visits to them and rivers and just really really fun stuff they may not sound fun initially but believe me once you just get a hold out there and you just start to run wild um, <laughs> your memories run wild too Rebecca are, do, do you think these activities are really expensive can can the average mom or dad budget for these I mean how, how pricey are they so I think things are expensive depending on you know obviously if you live far from one parish and you're traveling to that parish right. then it, you increase the expense but some of these things don't really have any cost it doesn't cost anything to go to Hope Gardens for example and look at the scenery and, and play games with the children play I spy run up and down with a ball relax with friends that's free in a green space um, and that in and of itself there's a lot of you know a lot of the plants are labeled and so on mm -hmm. so there is there's an educational element to it as well um, from, from children from a very young age um, the museum entrance fees in this country are not outrageous at all they're for the most part all under a thousand dollars yeah and they if, if the children go in uniform during the week um, say, we don't want them going during the week we, but well school, if it's during we a vacation yeah. weekday oh, I think okay okay I think they have a different rate if you come in your uniform or even if you're just a student they might give you a, a lower rate mm -hmm. so the museums are here are not expensive abroad they're expensive Definitely. but here they're not um, and then you know there's there's a wealth of, of information online there's a wealth of if you have access to the internet there's a lot of different um, the children might be playing games but if you can go online and find things that you think they'd be interested in and and show them mm -hmm. and watch them together like there are things called crash courses that do tell history in a fun way right summarize different historical periods for example and those there's would be great for the older kids older Maybe kids the there's higher upper level primary kids yeah. and early high school even yeah. middle to later high school kids too yeah. Um, so it's ultimately then Rebecca about being a little bit more active in the desire to parent positively and in the desire to keep your kids engaged so keeping children engaged is not something that you want to take for granted and it's something that you have to really be committed to doing so you have to look for resources and, and I you think have to also you have to just try to remember I know we're all working we're tired and when the children are doing something it's much easier to ask closed-ended questions Yes. You know, things yes. like, um, how was your day? Good, bad, okay. As opposed to, give me one thing about your day that was really interesting. We That's a even, different type of question. We don't even question. ask those questions. We go straight. Like, we're like, all right, you want to get to the meat of the matter? So, who got in trouble today? Who didn't eat their <laughs> lunch today? What right. happened? Why, why did she laugh? Why was she crying? We get the stories when you ask questions that you, don't, that you wouldn't necessarily normally ask. So yeah. maybe that's something but they should be just encourage. try to keep in mind the open-ended question so if they can they can answer yes or no or okay that's a closed question so what you're trying to do is to, to begin a discussion mm -hmm. so the more you engage in discussions with your children their critical thinking skills their creativity their language skills will all improve naturally and those are so important as we strive towards creating a community with 21st century learners. So for me, you heard me earlier nagging you about the creativity, about the collaboration. You know, we're all about the four C's and getting families to really understand the importance of developing um, the creativity, the communication, the critical thinking and the collaboration. Mm -hmm. And I think through these activities, families get a chance to really see and feel where children's ideas are aligned and how they're aligned and they can sort of encourage and navigate and steer in a more positive direction and I think that's what we probably want to do at this time. 
But Rebecca, you shared some of your ideas. Where do you think parents can find more information or get more information on kind of what you've said? I don't want to talk you out of house and home. I've probably gone. <laughs> there are a lot of sites, again, online. I mean, UNICEF, where I work, is, is just revamping its parenting um, parenting material site, which is called UNICEF Parenting. So UNICEF.org backslash parenting. Um, and that's part of its Early Moments Matter campaign. There's a lot of material on that site for parents about parenting. There's a lot of, you can go in for any different age group mm -hmm. and click and get information and tips that are hopefully helpful. Mm -hmm. They also include short video presentations and so on. So that's a, that's a good resource. There are other interesting resources like Vroom, V-R-O-O-M.org, where that gives you tips every day. Like a, you put in the age of your child and every day it sends you a tip that gives you you know something to talk about with your child like there are simple things too like um, there are apps you can download on your phone that can give you a word of the day mm -hmm. and you just share that word with the children or you let the children be in charge of finding the word of the day um, fun facts things like that that just begin conversations um, bedtime math I already mentioned I love bedtime math there are a lot of reading sites too out there. If you just, uh, you know, if you just go, reading rockets is one, for I know example. Reading rockets too. I love that um, one. So yeah, ultimately, then it's, it's not lot. expensive and it's not that hard to really get a hold of ideas, get a hold of things to do with children, just to prevent this sort of slide that yeah. can happen at any time of the year, just once they're not engaged. Yes. No, it isn't, and it, but it takes time. Everything takes time right. and effort, so you just have to. The more and the more you spend time with your children, just that's invaluable. That's so true. That is so true. Well, Rebecca, we have um, been chatting for over twenty minutes, <laughs> so I will not keep you any longer. But I do want to say a special thank you to you, and um, a big thanks to UNICEF for all the work that they're putting in right now in strengthening um, parenting right here in Jamaica. We will be happy to share the parenting page when we share this website. And great, um, thank you. We'll be troubling you some more so thank you my friend and my educational go-to person for chatting with me today thank you thank you thank you rebecca thank you for having me it was lots of fun all righty <laughs>